The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning and welcome back to our number two, today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this beautiful Monday morning here, and uh, it is 8.03 on your Tucson Monday, and whether you're tuning in on the AM side at 14.90, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're listening via the live stream, which can be found on ESPNTucson.com or your Alexa-enabled devices, I do appreciate you tuning in here to the Jeff Dean Show. I know that you have uh, an option uh, of where you lend your ears to gather your sports news and entertainment and opinions and such. And I appreciate you choosing the Jeff Dean Show here as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. We did saw, talk some local in our number one with Arizona softball advancing to the Super Regional, Arizona baseball stubbing their toe in Eugene and ending up with the five seed in the upcoming inaugural Pac-12 baseball tournament. And uh, we'll continue to talk local every single day here on the Jeff Dean Show. But right now... I want to continue some of the discussion and some of the, uh, you know, I, I guess serving some opinions as to everything that's gone on in this saga between Josh Donaldson and uh, of the New York Yankees and Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. Now, I have a, a close friend who works for the White Sox, and I will probably see him sometime in the next week or two. I don't bother him when he's on the road with, you know, with the team and stuff. Uh, but I, I do see him from time to time because of the, the the job that he has with the team, it allows him to come home for you know a week at a time and stuff. And I usually do see him, and we you know hang out and chit chat and whatever. And I'm sure that he and I are going to get into a conversation about this. He is a black man, okay? Uh, he, my friend who works for the team, so I'm going to enjoy a good sit down with him and talk about this, you know, in a in a obviously a very civilized manner. I don't know how different our opinions are going to be, and that's okay. It's, it's all right to have differing opinions. My opinion is that while the, the, the comment was insensitive, uh, you know, it was, it was probably a comment you just kind of keep to yourself, I can understand where Josh Donaldson would be coming from in saying something like that in poking fun at something that Tim Anderson himself said. Tim Anderson proclaimed himself to be the next Jackie Robinson. He said he's going to change the game forever in his SI interview, uh, this long-form interview that was done with Sports Illustrated. Said that he, you know, he's going to he's going to change the game. He needs to change the game, um, you know. And and you know, he's one of the guys that. And look, I, first of all, I love Tim Anderson. I love his game. I think he is a fantastic baseball player, and I don't. You know, I'm I'm kind of getting away from the old baseball get off my lawn group, and I've just kind of accepted that bat flipping is going to be a part of the game, and that showboating and showmanship is going to be a part of the game, and that it's important. And if ultimately, if it grows the popularity of the game, then I'm on board because that's ultimately what I want. I want people to enjoy the game of baseball because it is a a beautiful, beautiful sport uh, when played correctly. So I like Tim Anderson for that, and I think Tim Anderson. Look, I've I, I talk my friend and I talk Tim Anderson all the time. Like he loves Timmy. Like obviously he does. He, he's a fantastic player for the team that he works for. So the, the I think you have to understand where it all comes from. 
the Josh Donaldson and the Chicago White Sox saga goes back years. And I mean not just like two years, three years. We're talking like five years ago when uh when you know when Josh Donaldson was you know, uh, I think he he I think it was in a in a in a game where they were playing against the, the White Sox. I think he was with maybe he was with the Twins at the time or the Blue Jays. I don't remember which. Regardless, there was an issue in that in that particular game with Donaldson where he you know he basically uh, I I don't want to say caused a fight or you know stirred up a fight, but he certainly has been known to poke some fun at the opposing teams. And he's done this throughout his career. He's been known as that guy. He's had a lot of stops in his career. Um, he's, you know, he's 36 years old. He's getting up there. But uh, he's had a lot of stops in his career, and it has been that guy that stirs the pot, that talks a lot of smack. And in a game a few years ago when he hit a home run off of uh, Nicholas Gelito, hit a, you know, hit a bomb uh, it was, it was two years ago, right? Uh, hit a bomb off of uh, off of uh, Nicholas Gelito when he stomped on home plate. He said, "No more sticky fingers," you know, shouted it out. "No more sticky fingers," referencing the fact that Gelito could no longer, you know, now that Major League Baseball was checking for that kind of stuff, that he could no longer get away with using illegal substances on the mound, which made, you know, referencing that was why he was so successful. Now, Tim Anderson and Nicholas Gelito are like best friends; like they are. Thick as thieves, according to uh, everything that I'm aware of. So Tim Anderson took exception to that. And there's there's been a feud brewing between these two, a rivalry brewing between these two for a couple of years. Now, last weekend, you may have seen on SportsCenter or whatever that there was the, the benches had cleared in a game in Chicago between the Yankees and the White Sox, where in that game, Tim Anderson was sliding into third, Josh Donaldson applied a very stiff tag, a very you know a very physical tag, pushing Tim Anderson off of the bag, trying to tag him out. The umpire standing right there said, "No, no, you pushed him off the bag. He is safe." Anderson stood up, took exception to the hard tag, and that caused a a little. Uh, it was a minor bench clearing argument, is basically you know what it what it came down to. But then, lo and behold, a week later, now Josh Donaldson is poking the bear once again, sees Tim Anderson on the ball field, and, ref- and calls him Jackie. And at this point now, Tim Anderson does not want to hear it because he is not somebody who is friends with Josh Donaldson. And Josh Donaldson probably should have done a better job of reading the room. you got to know your audience, right? You have to understand who your audience is if you're going to say something like that. And if if Josh Donaldson thought that he and Tim Anderson were cool, then he's either a moron or he just doesn't pay you know enough attention to anything. He just he's he's oblivious to the fact that that all the 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 past that he has with not only just the Chicago White Sox in general and it there's a list of of issues uh with him former teammates of Josh Donaldson's even said, you know, the guys you know, kind of a jerk when it comes to, uh, you know, poking fun at other players, okay? But it was with specifically with Tim Anderson. So all of this, all of this, the history between Donaldson and the White Sox, Donaldson and Tim Anderson, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, 
on on uh, uh, you know the game in New York. He calls him Jackie, and Tim Anderson had you know basically you know that was enough for him. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, Tim Anderson did not do anything immediately about it. He went and told his manager Tony Larusa, and it then started to circulate around the clubhouse. Well. He essentially made another comment on Sunday, and that caused catcher Yasmani Grandal to intercept him at uh, at home plate when he was on his way up uh, for his uh, for his next at bat, and then that's what sparked off the the bench clearing another uh, you know essentially an argument. This is when Tim Anderson tried to play fake tough guy and was like, "Oh, hold me back," and was trying to get you know was getting. Jose Abreu to hold him back and carry him into the dugout and all this other stuff the whole time, you know, acting like he's, you know, I'm trying to get, him to get, get past you and all this other stuff. Look, I've been in a lot, a lot of barroom uh, type of situations where two people, two guys were going to go at, two guys were going to fight. If somebody really wants to fight, trying to hold that person back is extremely difficult. And I'm a, I'm not, you know, just sit here and, you know, try to pat myself on the back or anything, I'm a big, strong man, okay? <laughs> I used to handle people all the time, you know, w- you know when I was playing football. I, I, I know how to get my hands on somebody and keep them from going somewhere. I, I was really, really good at it for, you know, for quite a while. Uh, if, you, if, you've, if, you, if you've got somebody who wants to fight somebody, they're trying like hell to get past you, to get at that person to fight them, it is extremely difficult to hold that person back. I, it's I've there have been numerous times where guys have slipped through, they find ways to get past you, and they take off running and they start a fight, and it's like oh my god. Uh, watching Tim Anderson being held back. Tim Anderson's a big strong man, okay, a a, a top tier elite athlete in the world right now. Uh, Jose Abreu is not holding him back if he really wants to fight Josh Donald. If he really wants to get past him and show that he's a man and he's not about that, like he said he was then he, he would have easily gotten through Jose Abreu's right arm uh, and, and not get carried into the dugout the way they did. And Jose Abreu's a big, strong man as well. Uh, I don't care. Uh, they, Anderson was getting past him if he really wanted to. That's beside the point. Was what Josh Donaldson said a racist comment? I don't. I don't know if it was racially motivated. It, it's hard to say. I mean, Josh Donaldson seemed, you know, he, he seemed sincere after the game and he was talking with the media. I mean, he was obviously a stand-up guy. He, you know, he, he went and confronted Tim Anderson in the parking lot of the game uh, in which they had their previous dust-ups and, and basically was like, hey, you know, let's, let's talk this thing out. I'm not trying to fight anybody here. Like, uh, you know, if you, if you took exception to something and Tim Anderson has not wanted to listen to him. So Josh Donaldson then poked the bear, wasn't able to read the room, and sent something insensitive to Tim Anderson that Tim Anderson took offense to. And, you know, in this day and age, if somebody takes offense to something, then therefore it is offensive. Just plain and simple. That's That's just the way of the world now. And regardless of if you think that people should have thicker skin or if you think that people should be more tolerant of bullies or whatever, uh, you know, the way of the world today is you don't, you don't do that. You don't say those kinds of things. You just keep your mouth shut and you move on. Josh Donaldson, I don't know if he was trying to pick a fight. He doesn't seem like he was. 
Josh Donaldson is a trash talker, okay? I've spent many a time having lunch, dinner, having drinks with, what you know, whatever, with Mark Grace, former first baseman, of course, you know, one of the, one of the best players of the 90s. Uh, and into the you know into the early two thousands, obviously, well, everybody knows everybody knows everybody knows Gracie, and you know most of our conversations a lot of times were about players getting into conversations with one another and the type of vitriol that is spewed in jest in the game of baseball. I have other friends that are currently uh, guys who are making ten plus million a year, guys who are making thirty plus million a year whom I've had conversations with, and they all corroborate on that. They all say the same thing. In baseball, it's just different. You call people names. You say stuff to people. You you bring up things because it's a long season. It's a long road. You see each other a lot of times, and it's just like, you know, you're almost like rivals and buddies at the same time. And you say stuff to people that you're trying to get a rise out of them. That's what ba- baseball. That's just how baseball players are. And I'm not trying to write this off as like, oh, we should just accept the racism because that's what baseball players are about. <laughs> okay, that's not what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is that when Josh Donaldson came at Tim Anderson and said, "Hey, you know, nice one, Jackie," or "What's up, Jackie?" I don't believe that he was like, "Hey, black guy." It wasn't. It wasn't taken with that tone. It was, I remember what you said three years ago about you were going to be the next Jackie Robinson of baseball. We all kind of chuckled at that because we think that you're an arrogant jerk for trying to compare yourself to one of the greatest humanitarians in sports history. (laughs) Okay? Uh, So now I'm going to poke fun at you and call you Jackie. Now, if these two had had a reasonably, uh, I guess, a, a reasonably, um, you know, I don't want to say kind history with one another, but if, if if there hadn't been problems between these two specifically, these two players, these two individuals, if they had not had problems previously that would resulted in benches clear, benches clearing, words being said, confrontations in the player parking lots and stuff, then this probably all would have gone completely unnoticed because nobody would have said anything. I think – that Tim Anderson probably would have been like, <laughs> that's funny, man, whatever, you know, ha, 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 yeah, 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 I know. And, you know, knowing Tim Anderson, he probably would have said, like, I am the next Jackie Robinson. He is very, he's very confident, arrogant, whatever word you want to use. But I don't believe that it would have escalated this. Tim Anderson doesn't like Josh Donaldson. A whole lot of people don't like Josh Donaldson. So that is why this has now come to light. Now, Major League Baseball is reviewing this to see if, they're possibly going to suspend Josh Donaldson for this. I, I just, you know, unless it was an obvious, you know, racial epithet where you made a reference that is so egregiously over the top that it can't be, you know, there's no, there's no explanation for it. There's no going back from that kind of thing. I just feel like Josh Donaldson was a numbskull in this point, in this aspect. And again, I am not, advocating for Josh Donaldson. I'm just saying that he was not able to read the room in what he probably thought was a was a joke and I I know that you know that's where all the you know the, the you know the, the racial things begin. It's like oh it was just a joke. It was just a joke and they didn't take it you know, like, like like a joke. There are certain things that you say to people that are not jokes, you know. I, I again again I don't 
I don't know what his motivation was. I know his motivation. His motivation was to get under Tim Anderson's skin. That's what Josh Donaldson does. That's what he's done for uh, by the accounts that I've read yesterday and today. That's what he's done for the better part of six years in in Major League Baseball as as far as these accounts go. Uh, as as far as him calling people out, you know, doing you know doing stuff that is you know, that pisses people off basically. But you got to know when to stop. You got to know when to, you know, when enough is enough. And targeting Tim Anderson with a Jackie reference was the wrong thing for Josh Donaldson to do. A hundred percent. It was the wrong thing for him to do. But I don't think that it was a racially motivated where he was trying to degrade uh, the, the you know, a, a black athlete or any you know any person of color i don't think that he was trying to trying to degrade them uh you know specifically i think what he was trying to do was like listen we just you know we just celebrated jackie robinson month we all wore the 42s we you know we get it and stuff you ain't no jackie robinson so stop comparing yourself to him and in a you know a, in his own mind thought that he was going to have a little fun with Tim Anderson, but he, but he doesn't know when to stop, and that's the problem. And that's essentially like the bullying mentality, right? You'd like, you, th- you think that they're going along with you. Like, you think they're having a good time with you too because you're, you're having a good time calling them names. This is fun for me. You must be having fun too. But the bully doesn't realize that the person being called the names isn't having fun. And in this case, Tim Anderson had heard enough based on everything that has happened between those two in the past. And again, I think Tim Anderson loses some credibility here, or maybe, listen, as far as I'm concerned, he does. Other people may say he took the right course by not taking action himself. He went to his manager and went to the team and went to the league and all this other stuff, and he went about the, you know, the right course of action. But if, if you're, if you're going to go about that course of action, when you get a microphone in your face, don't say, I'm not about that and I'm not going to, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take lightly of that. And I'm, you know, we're we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have at it if if I hear these kinds of things. Because yeah, well, that wasn't you. <laughs> that you you didn't take action. You did nothing. All you did was tattle on him to your boss. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm not exactly thrilled with the way that Tim Anderson went about this either. But that's you know that's my own opinion. I you know if somebody calls you a name, you don't like it. You punch him in the face. Like it's just you know that's the way that's the way I grew up. I maybe I was uh, you know in that you know in the the you know, the the different era of time where you know things got handled that way. But you know in in this realm of being a man and being an athlete and being in professional sports or any kind of you know any kind of sports like that, if someone disrespects you and you feel disrespected, you got to get your respect back. And you don't get your respect back by go tattling to your boss. And then playing fake tough guy and being carried off the field into the dugout while you're acting like you're going to fight with him. So, again, I'll have my conversation with my buddy. I'm sure I already texted him. I'm like, hey, you know, beer's on me when you're back in town. So <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to talk about it. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, what his take on it is. He tends to be a, a, a more level-headed type of figure, so that's good. He probably won't punch me in the face. But uh, we'll see. I, you know, I'll be interested to see how that conversation goes. And and also, I mean, I'm sure he's going to tell me some things that 
that the media doesn't know about and that you know that that were being discussed in the clubhouse and such and in the dugout with you know, amongst the Chicago White Sox regarding Josh Donaldson and other things that have happened that we don't even know about, which will probably and most likely change my tone a little bit as far as like you know that whether he whether or not he needs to be uh, you know suspended or not because honestly you know we this another thing that needs to be looked at in this case is is this the first time that Josh Donaldson has said anything like this and now I know that he's called Anderson Jackie before specifically back in 2019 like two weeks after the interview had posted those two played against one another he called him Jackie in that game and according to Donaldson Tim Anderson laughed it off and again <laughs> you know what what you know, was he just laughing it off because he, you know, he was being bullied and just wanted to get away from the situation, or did he just genuinely think it was funny? Who knows? And we may ne- we may never know now. But if this if this is, you know, the first time or the only occurrence, if this is the only time and he's the only person that he's ever referred to in that manner, then I think you know you just have to kind of let it go and be like, hey, look, don't be an idiot anymore, don't be a bully, don't call people names, okay. <laughs> Especially not ones that may be, ter- you know, may be taken seriously offensively by someone who believes that you're, you know, targeting their race. Just don't do it. Just, like, be a smarter person. Be a more, you know, a more aware human being in this space. So, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see if, if Major League Baseball comes down with any kind of a ruling today on whether or not to uh, suspend. Josh Donaldson for his comments. All right. We'll take a time out when I return. More after this on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. You know, I've been telling you about these same game parlay pluses that you can engage in on FanDuel Sportsbook. And they're, they're just, they're, there's a ton of fun because you can go and dip into other sports. And, you know, just like, you know, myself, I like to, you know, I, obviously the four majors I, you know, I love, uh, you know, with whether it be, you know, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, um, you know, but I also like to dip into some NASCAR, some auto racing, and some of the fight game, whether it be MMA or boxing as well. And this past weekend, I came up one leg shy because Luka Doncic couldn't grab two more rebounds in the game, <laughs> their game two loss to the uh, to the Warriors. But I was so close with my same game parlay plus, and honestly, like, all it does is make me want to try again. You know, dust yourself off, get back up, get back in the game. So what you can do on FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine NBA player props with uh, a baseball home run hitter for that night that you think is going to hit a home run. And then you can throw in some NHL player props as well or you can get nhl just you know money line or over under or, you know anything you want to mix mix in as many sports as you like on a card and call it a same game parlay plus and you can only find them on fanduel sportsbook and if you don't want to do your own same game parlay like if it just seems like maybe it's a little too much but you're interested go check out the popular same game parlay section on the app where other bettors are jumping on, you know, specific, you know, type of like three-leg, four-leg, five-leg cards, or some of the experts that they have on FanDuel that offer their picks as well. Regardless, you get to customize your same-game parlay plus your way. And if you're new to FanDuel, sign up with my promo code, DEAN, that's D-E-A-N, 
and you'll get your first risk-free bet up to $1,000. So you can make every moment more. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Use my promo code DEAN so that they know that I sent you, and you'll get that first risk-free bet up to $1,000. 21 and over in present in Arizona. First online real money wager only. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Expires in seven days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, and if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. One of the players that we uh, will be looking at next year in the NBA Maybe throwing some same-game parlays on Christian Coloco at whatever team he ends up going to. According to this report this morning from NBC Sports, he was one of the five most impressive players at the Combine as far as players who had, uh, you know, uh, uh, were a little bit more of an unknown, players that did themselves a huge favor at the Combine. According to this report, he says, uh, between Jalen Duran, Mark Williams, Walker Kessler, and Christian Coloco, there are some intriguing tall centers who could go in the first round. And Coloco gets the spotlight here because of his 3 and D potential that he flashed at the combine. He measured 7 foot in shoes, 7 foot 5 wingspan, and his performance in the shooting drills is what really stood out. The Cameroonian center shot 16 for 25 in the three-point star drill, trailing only uh, guard uh, one of the uh, one of the guards in the shooting uh, uh, the uh, shooting contest and Villanova's Colin Gillespie uh, he shot 64 percent from uh, from beyond the arc and then it goes on to say that as a junior this season the stats and all this other stuff and if you add a three point jumper to his arsenal there's something very dangerous waiting to be unleashed and it helps also that Coloco shot 73 and a half percent from the foul line last season which is usually an indicator of a player being able to extend their range at some point in their career. Uh, and then it goes on to say he turns 22 in June, but it's not often that you find seven-footers with three and D potential. Now, I said last week that I believe all three Arizona players will go in the first round. I know that 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 Dalen Terry was his, – his measurables were really impressive, and I know that his – when uh, scouts were looking at his handles, they were impress, impressed with his handles. He also – had from from what I heard, uh, he had a good uh, shooting performance in like the you know the, the perimeter shooting workouts and stuff like that that they were doing for the guys at the combine. I don't I haven't heard anything about him essentially moving up in the in, in the ranks, and according to Aaron Torres, who does a phenomenal job covering college basketball, and if you're not following him on Twitter or reading his articles, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're a huge. Uh, college basketball fan like I am. Aaron Torres posted today a new article basically talking about a, a you know what the what a preseason top 25 for college basketball. In that particular article, he has Arizona as the preseason number 7 team in the country because Dalen Terry is returning to the team. Now Aaron in in the in the the, the brief little write up says that he does believe that Dalen Terry will end up with a grade outside of where he would like to be and therefore will undeclare from the draft by June 1st and return to Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. Now, Dalen himself has said, you know, basically, look, you know, if if we get to, you know, the end of the month and I'm not where I want to be and, the you know, the, the, the invitations aren't coming from the NBA, you know, pro, you know, pro workouts, uh, and if I'm not liking what my grade is looking like, I'm going to return to Tommy. So, According to Aaron Torres, he believes that 
Dale and Terry will be returning, which is you know music to Wildcats fans' ears. And again, I would love to see Dale and, uh, back at the McHale Center for another year. And I think that um, again, I'm I'm not going to begrudge anyone to go and get their money. I'm not going to say that he needs to return. What the hell do I know? I'm not an NBA scout. Uh, I happen to think Dale and Terry is is a fantastic basketball player just the way he is. Yes, he will absolutely help Arizona this year if he does return. And if he does return, I do believe that his draft status for next season's draft will elevate to a potential look at the, you know, into where Benedict Matherin is being looked at right now. Benedict Matherin is being projected anywhere between the 7th and 11th pick in the upcoming draft in the lottery. Dale and Terry could elevate his game to draft lottery status because he'll be a much more featured member of the offense in this, you know, in this third season and his second season with Tommy Lloyd. So it could be potentially huge for Dalen if he does return, if he doesn't like the grade that he receives. So we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, you guys know who to follow on Twitter, all the people with the updates. Um, and, you know, I won't be able to be on the air all the time with you. So keep an eye out for that. And, of course, if I hear anything, I'll be tweeting it out. Um, and then we'll be continuing to cover it here on the Jeff Dean Show every single weekday as uh, we keep it live and local as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When I return, we'll talk some NFL next on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Let's talk some NFL, shall we? Always got to be talking NFL here on the Jeff Dean Show. That's my promise to you. Now, last year, Nick Foles was in Chicago. He was essentially the third string in in Chicago last year. And in the preseason, practically begged the Chicago Bears via the media to trade him to Indianapolis. Indianapolis was looking for solutions. They went with Carson Wentz. Uh, and but Nick Foles basically said, "I would love to play for Frank Reich again. I, you know, Frank Reich and I get along. I know his offense extremely well. We were hey, we had great success together. I would love to play for Frank Reich again. Well, he may get his opportunity because Frank Reich and the Colts are now looking to add another veteran quarterback this off season. Obviously, last year they went with Carson Wentz. That did work out well. There was." public animosity between well I shouldn't say it, it wasn't public on Carson Wentz's part uh, but the you know the owner of the, uh, the of the Indianapolis Colts was very vocal in the media about uh, how his you know basically his disdain for the way that Carson Wentz had ended their you know, had ended their season so it's a it's a very distinct possibility that Nick Foles could end up on the depth chart behind Matt Ryan now, Indianapolis currently has Sam Ellinger, and they have James Morgan uh, in the quarterback room, and then Jack Cohen, who they drafted from uh, from Notre Dame. So, uh, or well, it was free agent, uh, undrafted free agent. Sorry, they didn't draft him. He was he's a rookie, undrafted free agent, uh, Jack Cohen. But uh, they, you know, look, this could be a situation where you know Nick Foles gets to play as the backup. He gets to go play with Frank Reich, who's for the last two years he's been basically asking to go and play for him ever since he won the MVP in Super Bowl 50. So uh, we'll see. We'll see about, uh, you know, about what happens 
uh, you know, what happens with uh, with that, and um, you know, wish him all the best. Again, you know, Nick Foles, one of my favorite guys ever, just one of the nicest, most genuine people you'd ever meet. Uh, humble and obviously very, very talented as well. And I, you know, I know that he catches a lot of flack from the national media. They're like, "Oh, Nick Foles, Nick Foles." Like, just remember, uh, he was the guy that outdueled Tom Brady and brought a championship to Philadelphia, caught a touchdown pass in the game. Like it was his moment, and he nobody can ever take that away from him. So good for Nick, and I hope he gets a chance in uh, in Indianapolis. That'll be great to uh, uh, to have another go with Frank Reich, and I think it's going to be a really good football team this year too. We talked about on Friday, HBO had come out and said that several women in the uh, several of the accusers in the Deshaun Watson sexual misconduct case have come forward and have had a sit down with HBO, an interview with with uh, 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 Inside Sports with Bryant Gumble to discuss, uh, you know, essentially, you know, their or I'm sorry, real HBO's real sports, not Inside Sports, real sports with Bryant Gumble. Uh, to sit down and and talk with with Bryant Gumble and HBO about the the case and you know their you know their experience and all this other stuff. Well, according to uh, according to HBO, it was several women, but according to Tony Busby, uh, the law firm that is handling the the accusers in this particular case, uh, it said that HBO approached us and asked if our clients would be willing to speak on the record for the Real Sports program. After discussing with law enforcement and the NFL, we left the decision on whether to speak publicly up to the clients themselves. The Busby firm says that two of the women chose to speak. So, according to HBO, it's several. But the Busby firm, who is representing these women, says that exactly two spoke with HBO. They also said that they requested the line of uh, they had requested the line of questioning from HBO beforehand. HBO declined to uh, give them the line of questioning, and then they assured that HBO did and did ask very very hard questions, and that these are the most courageous women and brave women he's ever been with, and uh, all this other stuff. So, uh, it, it, you know, again, the, the the marketing you know ploy is that several women are going to come forward and speak, but according to the law firm, it's two women. So I don't know how much we're going to glean from this now, what I thought was going to be several women. Like several to me is like more than four. Like several is like five, six, seven, you know, somewhere between like five and a dozen, right? I think that that to me is kind of what speaks of the word several, not two. Like HBO could have said, two of Deshaun Watson's accusers come forward, and I think most of us would be like, two? No, I, I'm not, I'm not going to tune in for two people. Several, yes. You know, they have a panel of women there, and they're corroborating the stories together. They're answering the tough questions. Each of them has their own unique story, possibly, but this is two of the 22. I, I, again, <laughs> let's, let's slow down the hyperbole machine here, HBO. Uh, several is not indicative of the amount, unless... They talked to some people, and you know, they, unless they talked to some of the women, who the the firm that is that is representing them is not aware of. So, I, I guess maybe that could be. Um, but nonetheless, I'll watch it tomorrow night. It's it's going to be on uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble tomorrow night on HBO. I will watch that, and we'll have a full report for you on uh, on Wednesday morning of uh, of what was said. Um, it, it it 
I'm still interested to hear, you know, what they say and how, you know, the questions are formulated. Um, and then I'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what Rusty Harden, who is uh, that's um, uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney. It'll be interesting to see what kind of a statement Rusty Harden has prepared once that show airs. So, uh, but again, if you're expecting a panel of accusers on HBO tomorrow night, it's going to be two. So, I guess a little less than advertised uh, previously by by uh, HBO. Um, other than that. Not a whole lot going on in the world of the NFL. Um, you know, a couple of uh, reports are saying that the NFL owners are starting to collect votes to try to vote Daniel Snyder out of Washington to try to force him to sell the team. Um, so that could be something. And this is something that we've talked about on the show here several times, that he will be forced eventually to, to, to sell the team. I think the owners are just sick and tired of it. And the the skimming of the revenue sharing was the final straw. You you can you, you know you can mess with the purity of the league and you you, you can you can mess with um, you know having <clears throat> employees that are mistreating women and other people at your workplace and the other owners probably won't you know they'll they'll you know they'll speak out against it of course but I don't think you'll find them in a motion to remove you however you start skimming money from them and now you're taking their money away and and now you're dealing with a, a situation where they're probably going to vote you out. So we could see two NFL teams change hands within the next, you know, 12 to, to 18 months because the Denver Broncos are up for sale. They've been for sale by Pat Bolin. Uh they apparently have five potential candidate purchasers and we'll see if the Washington Commanders team is a team that is forced to be sold as well. All right, we're going to take a timeout when I return. We'll put a big, bright red, shiny bow on today's edition of The Jeff Dean Show. That's next right here on ESPN Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Final segment today's edition of The Jeff Dean Show. Be sure to tune in today from 3 to 6 p.m. for Spears and Ali. They'll have their own wrap-up of the weekend. They've also got the uh, the Dixie Wooten Coaches Show as the Sugar Skulls come off a nice performance last night, or over the weekend, I should say, and uh, uh, looking good out there. So it'll be, be always, always good to have Coach on on the Mondays. And uh, for the Coaches Show, that's at 3.30 today. So tune in today from 3 to 6 for Spears and Ali. Uh, and then, uh, and then, we'll, you know, again, obviously, we will see you guys again tomorrow here on the Jeff Dean Show from seven to nine. Jimbo Fisher continues to use his sudden uh, bit of fame that was spurred because of what Nick Saban had said last week in a business meeting in uh, in Alabama, basically accusing A and M and Jimbo Fisher of paying recruits, buying recruits with NIL. Uh, stipends and, and benefits and things like that to bring in guys. Well, Jimbo has continued to discuss these things. <laughs> he's he's using this little uh, you know bit of fifteen minutes of fame to hit up all the media outlets. And Sunday night, uh, a, a a news station in San Antonio aired an interview that they had taped with Jimbo on Friday when the coach visited uh, San Antonio to speak to an alumni club. Fisher says in the interview, quote, I just researched this, and of the 11 guys we have in place that came early, 
one guy has an NIL deal. So all these stories you're hearing are complete lies. And he reiterated that he had already been on the defense since signing day in February when Lane Kiffin had essentially questioned what was going on at A&M. Uh, and the social media post that said that the Aggies had a $30 million fund for NIL deals. Fisher told the uh, San Antonio reporter, he said, it was written on social media, you got news channels that believed it. You believed it. And then he began questioning the reporter. Greg Simmons was the reporter's name. He says, I'm asking you, did you do your research? No, you just assumed. And that's the way this world goes No, That's the way this world goes now. As soon as it's written on social media and someone says it, you believe it. So where does that put you guys as reporters? Nobody wants the truth. You want a story and a click and a hit. <laughs> so Jimbo going after the media now. Look, I, I, I can't say that he's wrong. I talk to people every single day. This, folks, this happens every single day. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, just be careful whether you're getting your news and your information from and if you're getting it from social media and the Internet, be sure to click on the link to read the damn story. Like, don't just read the headline. The headlines often have very little to do with the truth and the meat that is inside in the story. I deal with people every single day. Listen, people know what I do. They know that I talk sports for a living. They know that I've done it for over 20 years. So immediately people want to come to me with the newest headline that they saw. And they're like, did you see this and this? And I'm like, yeah, did you read the story? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, do yourself a favor. Read the story and change your opinion about this because you're not coming from the right place. You're, you're coming from a place of lies. So he's not wrong. Jimbo isn't. It happens all the time. To everybody. We're all guilty of it. That's going to wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to Mary back in the studio for all her hard work keeping us on the air. And, of course, thanks to you guys for tuning in here to the Jeff Dean Show. Again, tune in today for 3 to 6 for the Spears and Ali Show. And I will see you guys again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. for the next edition of the Jeff Dean Show right here on 1490 a.m., 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.